right. My first snub this year is Darius Garland. Wow! Oh, Darius Garland. Garland. Darius Garland's my okay, first okay. snub this year. He would make the third team instead of Damian Lillard. Oh, wow. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Floor Generals. You're with your host, Austin Chang, and alongside me, every single other week, is Ryan Hugh. How you doing, bro? I'm good, but Floor Generals? Isn't it Court of Kings? Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? It, it's our roots, bro. It's our roots. I can't, I can't sure. let go of it. Back to that's Court true, of Kings. That's true. We're Court of Kings, but we're always forever the Floor Generals. Exactly, at heart. And of course, this week, we're going to be talking about are all NBA snubs and also just a quick recap of the second round that just happened I think a week ago and of course just like last time we can't do this alone so we have a guest Ryan why don't you introduce him to us all right look in the dictionary oh my god search for the term Hooper and you'll see the legend himself Mr. Aaron Cooper dang I get a rhyme okay 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 <laughs> every time I like the introduction doing thank it. you Thanks for the warm welcome. Yeah, of course. What's going on with you guys? How you guys doing? Chill, doing chill, good, bro. Chill. Uh, just doing summer school. I'm working right now, but we got some AT stuff going on too. Nice, um, nice, good. What, what about you? Me, I, I'm I'm working too. I work at a clinic and also doing some AT stuff on the side Jeez. as well. So Jeez. I'm trying to stay busy. You know, that's, that's mad uh, productive of you. And I'm sure all of us here are doing stuff outside of talking basketball as well <laughs> for sure but for this hour we're just going to be sticking with our topics so Aaron just a quick question who is your favorite player see my favorite player it's it's evolved over the years so when I first got into basketball being from Toronto my favorite player of all time is Vince Carter hands down mm. okay nobody tops Vince Carter to me um but recently I would say the past like nine, ten years has been Paul George. I'm a big Paul George fan. That's a great okay. answer. That's, that's a, a great that's answer. An amazing, so even through his ups and downs, his yeah, through everything. Once, flows, yeah. Once I saw him perform in the playoffs against against the Miami Heat, going against LeBron and D Wade, and they they put up a tough fight, and Paul George was like the main guy on the Pacers at that time. Um. Ever since then, he's just he's just been my guy. That's nice. Uh, did you know he has a podcast as well called Podcast? I did. Heat? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I watch That's it. Sometimes. So funny! It's so funny. I love it. Yeah. yeah Austin, did, you, did you know about it? Of course, I know about it, but I'm not listening to own podcast. P, come on, dude. I'm only listening to Quarter Kings, dude. Let's oh, be honest. You, you're right. You know, you're right. I don't even know about no podcast, P. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good answer. And uh, I, honestly, I haven't been asking this very, like, it hasn't been the main emphasis, but do you got a favorite team as well? Um, favorite team, got to go with the Raptors. Mm. Hometown. Been through been through all the eras, the good eras, the bad eras. Uh, feel like we're entering another bad era, but that's besides the point. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a tough season. For 2023, yeah. but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Hopefully. All right. So a few things happened the last few weeks. 
last two weeks. So right off the bat, we got the firings of some coaches, Monty Williams, Doc Rivers. We talked about Coach Mike, Coach Bud, a while ago. So uh, Austin, what are your thoughts about all these firings? Man, I feel like all these firings were, were probably bound to happen, you know? Like, we heard rumblings about Monty Williams. Even Nick Nurse, like, even throughout the season, we saw, like, you know, he, he wasn't happy. Like, I, I think these, even Doc Rivers, like, I think the writing was just in the leaves. Like, we knew it was going to happen. Like, I'm not really surprised. All the GMs kind of had their eyes on firing these guys, and it just happened, you know? Like, there's there's no real surprising firings, and I think it's just, just how the business goes, you know? Aaron? Um, it doesn't really surprise me to be honest. I I think a lot of the a lot of the teams that had very very high hopes this year, um, that it was just a ticking time bomb for the coach if they didn't if they didn't pull through. Real, uh, we have we've seen like these these very high like these coaches held in high regard, such as Coach Monty, who won the Coach of the Year last year, I think. And uh, Coach uh, Doc, who from his um, Boston days, which were 15 years ago, like having won a championship. <laughs> but it's crazy to think that kind of how Phoenix immediately let go of him, considering his relationship with Chris Paul, well, to me at least. And then mm-hmm. uh, Coach Doc, obviously, he, I don't know, he's been writing that 20, 2008 championship for such a long time that I think he... It was bound to happen for him, at least. But Coach Williams, Monty Williams, really surprised me. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Monty Williams is, I, I think even each of the three coaches that got fired, like Nick Nurse, Doc Rivers, and I, I'm not going to talk about Bud, but um, uh, Monty Williams and Doc Rivers, Nick Nurse, those three, all they all really had a reason. Like, it's not like uh, you see in the past where a team just keeps failing and, and they just like use the coach as a scapegoat. This is more of, like with Monty Williams, like we've seen it time and time again, DeAndre Ayn just can't seem to get his hand in the game, and... It really feels like there's a really big disconnect between him and, and Monty. Like it seems like there's just it was just wasn't working. And I think it's I know they want liquor of Aiden, but it's easier to liquor of Monty. Like you've seen kind of what you can peak with with Monty. It's like why not just let him go and like you know you have Devin Booker who's gonna keep getting better and you also have Kevin Durant. Like why not go in a different direction? Doc Rivers, I don't know why he keeps getting a job. Like this guy just keeps choking it in the playoffs. But that was just bound to happen too. Like you've seen how he just—he—he he wasn't really the worst. Like he was making adjustments, but if you just keep failing and failing, you can't make that work. And of course, for Nick Nurse, we've seen the disconnect between him and the players. Like these weren't the most surprising firings, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And do you guys I, think they'll end up? On, sorry, I didn't mean to cut cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. I was gonna say I I agree to a certain extent with the the Doc Rivers, especially. Sure, there's been some judgment on his part especially with regard to playoffs but there's only so much you can coach and i think we have to hold some of the um the rest of the staff accountable for how the team's kind of playing out they had opportunities to make the team better they chose to go in other directions and now we're kind of seeing the consequence uh of those actions as well so i don't put the entire 76ers collapse on doc rivers um as well as the players even in the playoffs themselves, a lot of them underperformed, such as Joel Embiid mm-hmm. had one of the biggest fall offs of an MVP during the playoffs, I think of all time. Um, yeah. So it's not 
entirely on Doc, in my opinion, but I I do see why 76ers got rid of him. No, oh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I feel, yeah, like, that, that, that whole playoff series, especially against the Celtics, it, it, I feel like, I think, like, I mean, just because Doc lost, they kind of threw the blame on him, but I feel like he actually wasn't the worst in that series. Like, MB just kind of disappeared in the fourth. Like, maybe that was on Doc to not give him the ball. Yeah, Harden as well. Like, And, you know, the roster was actually pretty well constructed around them. Like, you expect guys like George Niang and J.D. McDaniels to kind of step up, or J.D. McDaniels, to step up and, you know, hit shots, play defense. Also, Melton. Like, these are some pretty decent guys they brought in. Um, and the players just, just seem to underperform, you know? I just thought the main stars were the ones to blame in that series towards the end. I think... Tobias Harris did what he could. Tyrese Maxey played pretty good. Everyone else just did what their roles and like what they were brought in for. And Harden and beat just just fell yet apart. again, yet again, once again. And there's talks of Harden moving to H Town, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll see. Any more? Any more thoughts on this? I think we covered all bases. All right, all bases covered. Let's move on. Victor Wembanyama. Oh man. San Antonio, is that a lock for you guys? Aaron, let's start with you. Yes, that's definitely a lock. <laughs> 100%. I, I really like the fact that he's going to San Antonio. I did not want him going anywhere else, to be honest. Uh, I think San Antonio has a pretty positive record for... Um, Big men? <laughs> for establishing young talent mm-hmm. um, and putting them kind of at the forefront of their franchise in order to succeed they've done it time again um they have a good track record of player development so i don't think them taking Wembenyama at number one will be a wasted pick at all versus a team like detroit who had a possibility of getting it good thing they didn't they would have fumbled that um <laughs> yeah i like i like it i can't wait to see him there i uh, i completely agree on that with um you have david robinson from the first number one overall pick I think they had. Uh, then Tim Duncan came along, and that was 22 years of playoff success. And then now, with, uh, what, five, six years of just losing, they're bringing in um, Victor Wembanyama, which I think is a great addition to Pop's um, collection of first-round picks. Yeah, like, Pop is about to get, like, 10 years younger just from drafting Victor, man. Like, he was about to retire. Like, he's definitely not retiring anymore. Nah, his hair's turning back back to black. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Ryan, who did you want, want to win the lottery? Did you want this person to win? Oh, yeah, I, I wanted to. Uh, my, my mom and my dad grew up watching. Well, not grew up. Like, when they came to Canada, they just watched the Spurs the entire time. So, that's kind of who I was rooting for a lot as well. And Houston's not... Houston has Sangoon, which is pretty good, but... I don't see them developing young players as well as San Antonio, obviously. They're like the, the little brother to, to the Spurs. And then Detroit has too many big men right now. Wiseman, Marvin Bagley, Jim Durant. Like, if you're adding Wembenyama, there's no room for development. So I thought San Antonio was the most ideal place. They already let go of Pirtle uh, this past season. So um, why not start from scratch, bring up, like, work the work the young guys you know yeah i think san antonio probably is like the best fit on paper for for victor honestly i did kind of want charlotte like just in the back of my mind like that'd be pretty nice to see little mellow like, the biggest lob threat of all time on his team but 
yeah, like, when I first saw the lottery, I, I hated it. I was like, man, San Antonio gets another high pick. Like, what a boring team to get their first pick. But as I kept thinking about it, it's like, yeah, I, you guys are right. Like, any other team that would have got the first pick, like, probably wouldn't have developed them. Like, maybe the Magic would be another team that I could see. Maybe. Like, move Carter down to the four. But, Come yeah, on, they San go, Antonio. They go Bobo. They don't need... They don't need one Banyama. Dude, Bobo's out the league, man. He, he he's done ski. He's done ski. Bo, Bobo's the best player in the league. Trust me on that. Okay. He dude. shows he shows flashes of greatness. <laughs> Flash. He'll have like he'll have like one possession where you you think he's the next coming of Michael Jordan, and then for the rest of the game he'll just sit on the bench. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like Thon Maker. Remember Thon Maker? Oh, oh my god. Twenty sixteen Thon Maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was. Um... That was fun. All right. And any more thoughts on the lottery? Yeah, I mean, I just want to point out, the, the, I don't know who was representing San Antonio at the draft, but, man, when they got the first pick, that guy sitting there was absolutely ecstatic, man. He got up and started screaming. Like, if that didn't signify they won a victor, then, like, nothing else will. Like, it was kind of obvious. Like, you're not screaming for Scoot Henderson. Like, yeah, of course they're going to get victor. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if it was for Scoot, though. Oh, my God. That'd be insane. Who who's second? Is um, who is it? Houston, right? Houston second? I think so. I don't think so. Uh, let me check real quick. San Antonio and Charlotte. Charlotte and second. Portland oh, then Houston. Portland would have probably Portland probably would have like just fumbled them too. Honestly, they're talking about like packaging Portland's pick to the Toronto Raptors, but I well, that's, I, that's I, doubt, just, yeah. I doubt that's going to happen. I doubt that's going to happen. To be honest, I would like that to happen, but. I don't like any of the guys past, past Scoot, honestly. Past two? <laughs> yeah. All right. Any more thoughts, Aaron? No. I think I covered All right. everything. Last one. It's a little more on the sensitive side. John Morant. We got him doing... Sensitive. This is sensitive? Oh, no, 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 no. He's on my fantasy yeah. team, dude. This is not sensitive, man. He's got to pick up his act. This guy's a thug. <laughs> man this has been honestly my favorite bit of news that has come out in the past two weeks <laughs> i was going nuts with this the memes and everything were amazing bro how do you, how does this happen twice like the last one the last one just happened what like a month ago maybe a little before bit longer playoff, than a month like ago before the playoffs right yeah like oh my god i thought i thought he went to rehab i thought he got a right. stern talking to from adam silver I thought he went through I'm all this so, stuff. Silver is not stern, bro. Like, <laughs> bottom line is he should have he should have known. Like, there's no way he didn't know. Yeah, exactly. And then for it to happen again is actually unbelievable. One and two, so, inexcusable. Like, there should be, there's definitely going to be repercussions, and there should be. So, but yeah, it's just funny. It's just funny that it happened twice. I'm going yeah. to send you guys a photo. Uh, let me let me pull it up, so you can take a look at one of the memes I saw this morning. It's in the it's in the general chat. <laughs> it's for GTA. Oh man! Yeah, oh, GTA. Yeah. GTA. Yeah. No. The no GTA way. stuff. The Jawick stuff. <laughs> the Jawick oh, is the best one. Is the best one. Yeah. And then do you guys see Dwight Howard on Instagram Live? Oh recruiting my god, everybody? dude! He's recruiting, right? Yeah, recruiting everybody. <laughs> Bro, Taiwan's about to have a super team. They are, I'm man. So, so proud of Taiwan. 
I, I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that. Like, when I saw that, I, I couldn't, like, Jaw literally, like, he pulled, like, one of those Travis Scott apologies where he was so half-assed, man. Like, it was even worse than last time. This time, he's in a car, like, a car, and he's just, just flashing guns oh going crazy. What is he doing, bro? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I can't. Like, I love John Moran as a player, and just foreshadowing, like, I think this incident probably like took him off of all nba like entirely like he probably he maybe mm-hmm. would have sneaked onto a third team or something but like this like would have just banished him like it wouldn't matter if he, he had 40 and 15 this season like he was just never going to make an nba team just because of this i'm glad you brought that up because we were going to talk about john Morant later on from my side as well but i don't know man you do something once it's a mistake it's an accident or just it's just you learn from it right but you right. do it twice you fucked up. Like that's just that's just the bottom line. Yeah. And I don't know what punishment that's going to go around, but um, I think he needs to mature. He needs to grow up. He's got a daughter. Like, oh, man. come on, man. Like, be be more mature. That's that's the bottom line. You're built. You're a millionaire. You have all these fans. You have all these like children looking up to you. But doing this isn't not a good image on anyone in the nba at all yeah so what do you think is going to be the punishment like in your opinion punishment uh well suspension's bound to happen mm-hmm. uh then there's a like i would say mandated therapy get him like to talking about why he's doing all this stuff have someone like oversee his actions not even it's not like putting him under house arrest or anything it's just more of just observing him keeping watch over his actions his words and who he's hanging out with because i think that has a big part of why he's doing all this stuff right the people around him yeah i'm just really disappointed in this guy he was such a fun guy to watch but it's it's hard to root for him after he's pulled this twice yeah like we already have to deal with him having like one of the worst gritties of all time and like this just tops that honestly and mm. it's so tough to with the therapy and stuff because like with these young guys like of course like we're also young and like <clears throat> sometimes we're around some guys like that are like into this kind of lifestyle it's so hard to like kind of manage it like you can give them the therapy or like you can try to direct them towards trying to become a better person but sometimes like it's really up to them like you don't know if jaw like if he goes through therapy like if he even like cares or anything like mm-hmm. it's really up to jaw like he he needs to know for himself that like he has to change or else he's literally gonna throw away like this lifestyle that he has like he literally is like one of the most like well-off people in the whole world right now like he's a young nba star like on one of the best teams in the league making a lot of money like he needs to understand mm-hmm. that he's gonna throw away this just for like some stupid things that that like just guns and stuff like i don't understand he needs to really fix up and he needs mm-hmm. to find it in himself to fix up Aaron, any final I, thoughts on that? I definitely agree. The The one thing that's unfortunate for him is that it seems like he needs to go through this in order to learn that lesson, which is kind of unfortunate because some people already know that they shouldn't be doing this, but for him, it seems like he has to go through it, face the repercussions, and I think they're not going to be so lenient this time, especially since it's the second time around, I think, well, we already saw Nike started pulling his shoes off the shelves. Who knows if he'll be able to keep that Nike uh, sponsorship. Um, 
Powerade's probably gone as well. Yeah, I guess we'll yeah. we'll see how it plays out. But I think he'll be able to bounce back from this. I don't think it's the end of him. I don't think he's gonna lose all his fans. I just think he needs to just mature a little bit. But I think he'll be all right. At the end of the day, we're just praying for his success, not for his downfall. Exactly. So we're Definitely. just hoping everything goes well, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All right, uh, let's just stray away from this <laughs> down topic, <laughs> and let's move on to something a little more, a um, little more close to what we're supposed to be talking about today. <laughs> Over the last two weeks, the All NBA teams were revealed: the first, second, and third team. And then let's hear it. What do you guys think of them recently? One of you can go. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll have to guess speak. Um, so let me see if I can pull up the the teams just so I'm not missing out on anybody. Yep, no worries. Sorry, Luca, SGA, Tatum, Giannis, and B. That was the first team, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Curry, okay. Mitchell, Brown, Butler, Jokic, and Fox, Lillard, Randall, LeBron, and Sabonis. Yep. So. I, I like I like them. Uh, this is the first one of the first years where I actually more or less agree with the with the all NBA teams. Mm. Um, just based off of what I've seen from all the all the guys on this list, I think they I think they deserve to be here for the most part. Um, the the third team. All NBA third team. I think that's a little bit more debatable. Um, I see LeBron's on the third team. Mm-hmm. I personally wouldn't have him on on the third team, but I could see why, based off his performance during the season, why he's there uh, compared to the second team and the first team. I think the first team is extremely solid. Mm-hmm. Um, having having Giannis, Tatum, the MVP, Joel. Um, and also Shea and Luca, who had unbelievable years, again. Um, and then the second team having Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brown, Jokic, who was second in MVP voting, and then Donovan and Steph Curry, who who had Donovan had a breakout year, and Steph Curry's consistent as always, plays great. Um, the third team: Julius Randle, LeBron. Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, and Dame, I think, can get a little bit debatable. Um, but personally, I don't have a problem with this list. I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, I feel I feel like the whole list, especially this year, like, it kind of was difficult to find snubs. Like, there was one that was, I think, really debatable. But the rest of them, it, it just seems like, yeah, like, it, it makes sense to have all these guys on the list. I'm proud of John Brown finally getting the recognition he deserves though because i Let's really go. thought that he might have been snubbed off just because like he's he's such a easy player to forget sometimes like he averages like 26 but he's on a team with with tatum so it's like you kind of just look over him so him yep. being on second team i like that um fox and sabonis I, I think they both deserve it like as i was looking at fox i was trying to make arguments for the other guards that i did have snubbed but as i kept seeing i was like no like i, I think fox really did deserve that spot so all in all i think Every one of these guys, more or less, deserved their spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that everyone deserved the spots. Every, there was like little, like one or two snubs in my opinion. 
but um, I think everyone made their case. I have good reasonings for each one. Like when I looked down the list, I was like, ah, he did this. Oh, he was the best player on this team. Makes sense, makes sense, right? So overall, I think they did a really good job this year. Okay, so, so Ryan, who are your, who did you have as your snubs? <laughs> well, first off, uh, I just want to say, when I was looking at snubs and everything, I was kind of being an asshole about it because oh. I was looking at the 65 game minimum thing we talked about a few weeks mm. ago, right? Yeah. And I, I came to the realization that five of these guys didn't get to play 65 games. Although it's not in set in stone this season, it's going to be starting from the next. So I decided to get creative. Why not? Oh. Why not jump into it right away, right? Okay. All right. Go ahead. All right. My first snub this year is Darius Garland. Wow. Oh. Darius Garland. Garland. Darius Garland's my okay, first okay. snub this year. He would make the third team instead of Damian Lillard. Oh, wow. Over Damian Lillard? Okay. Over Damian Lillard. He is the second best player on the Cavs team that made the playoffs without LeBron. He took the back seat. He was, the, he was probably the best player last year before Mitchell's arrival. And he took the back seat, and they still got it done with, what, the fourth seed or fifth seed? Like, that, that deserves a lot of credit for that. Being able to take a step back, tell Donovan Mitchell, now nah, this is your team now, I'm just going to take a back seat. But this guy still put up 21 and uh, 8, so why not give it to him on the third team, right? Okay, Ryan. Darius Garland okay. makes my All NBA third team over Lillard. Okay, and you have him over Damian Lillard, thirty-two points. Simply because Lillard played fifty-eight games. I told you I was being an asshole about this. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. okay. All, right, all right, fair enough. So is Curry on your All NBA team? Curry is not on my All NBA team because oh. he played fifty-six games. Okay, okay, fair Simply enough. Simply because of that. And then you okay. want to hear my you want to hear my uh, second team? Darius Garland, what a strong start. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The guard that makes my second team is Anthony Edwards. W. I love that. All right. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Okay. Not, exactly. You know how, like, the T-Wolves were kind of were kind of mid this year? They didn't really improve. Except for him. Except for him. <laughs> this guy was the lone bright spark on that team, and I give yeah. him all the props for it. Anthony he Edwards, yeah. he, he made his first all-star appearance. And he should have made his first All NBA appearance as well if it weren't for the, if it were for the sixty-five game rule minimum, right? No, of course. And he also dragged his team to the playoffs. And even That's in the playoffs, he That's was going crazy. Like, of course, playoffs doesn't matter, but like, for him to do that at such a young age, like, if there was a game minimum, like, definitely, I think Edwards is. He was probably like my like my snub that I would have wished to get in. Like, not the most mm -hmm. logical, but like. If I was going to make these teams, like, yeah, Anthony Edwards, like, he just fits all the boxes, you know? Like, he just is that guy. He, he's him. He's Michael he, Jordan's son. Like, he, he is. Just... Second son, other than Jimmy Butler. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really um, like, I really like uh, Anthony Edwards. He's so fun to he's watch. He's had such a great year. He's probably the only bright spot the entire year for, for the Timberwolves. Ooh, don't sleep on Nas Reed, bro. Don't sleep on Nas, Nas Reed. Reed. And then what? <laughs> That's Nas it. Reed, Jalen McDaniels. Those are those are young 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 guys to watch. Keep an yeah. eye out for. That's the core. Trade no, cap. But, but it's true. Anthony Edwards is probably the best player. Like he was the the lone like star and like bright bright part of this entire past year. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, those are my two guards that would have made second and third team instead. That is very, very interesting. I like that you went that route, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys for guards? Anyone? For guards, um, I actually was surprised that Devin Booker probably didn't make it. Because I was looking mm. at Stephen Curry's game toils and I was like, hold on, Booker's in the same ballpark. And I thought Booker had an elite season this season. And if he was going to make it over anyone, it probably had to be De'Aaron Fox. And, of course, like Phoenix kind of had a slow start this season. But over the last half of the season, like they really picked it up. And, of course, they had KD. But like the games without KD, Booker just absolutely carrying him. You know, carrying the Suns. And he shot... He shot 49% from the field, but, I mean, the shots that he's taking are insane. So, I mean, he got better from last year, and if he made All-NBA last year, like, I feel like for the next 10 years, he should be making an All-NBA. All and I was actually really surprised to see them give De'Aaron Fox not here, but, you know, I, I think, I mean, it's deserved at the end of the day, but I think Devin Booker probably would have made it for me over him. And, of course, probably John Morant. He's the other guy that, of course, it wasn't for the all the antics off the court. Not even antics, like, just dumb decisions off the court. He probably would have made it over Fox. I mean, he, he was on the second best team in the league. Uh, easily could have been the first team uh, or the, the best team in the league. But, you know, obviously things had to happen. And, yeah, I think those are only two guards that I really had snubbed. Maybe John Brunson, but that's for another No, no, no. Brunson's not there yet. <laughs> okay, okay. No, he's not there yet. Better than Randall. <laughs> I, I yeah. took exactly the words out of my mouth. I was going to say... Devin Booker as well for De'Aaron Fox. The only thing with uh, De'Aaron Fox is I think he was a little bit more impactful uh, over the course of the entire season for the Kings, given that he played 73 games. Booker played like 50-something, I think. Uh, Yeah, so I think that's that has to be why they gave it to De'Aaron over Booker because Booker, he averaged almost 28 points a game. He upped his rebounding. He upped his assists. He upped his field goal percentage. So he's he clearly gotten better this year. So I don't... I think if he played more games, I think he would have been considered a little bit more. And also given the fact that they they got KD to kind of alleviate the pressure, I think the attention was kind of taken away from Booker, um, which could have played a part in his all NBA selection. Um, but I think I think De'Aaron Fox was a little bit more impactful for his team. So I would still give it to De'Aaron, but definitely next year I'm expecting Booker to be an all NBA uh, exactly. selection. But well, he doesn't make an all star team, it's not a super team though, but you know. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. True. True. Yeah. All right. Forwards. Should I start this one off? Like we <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's up yeah, to you. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, right off the bat, you already have Giannis, who played 63 games. Oh, no. Butler oh, no. played 64 games. Oh, no, Ryan, don't do this. And LeBron, which unfortunately he would have to miss it this year, who played 55 games. Oh, good. Which is oh, crazy. Jesus. And this is oh, no. such a hard decision to make. The forwards are so weak. Don't do yeah. it. <laughs> oh, no. Larry Mark on the first team. Just saying. What I had to do, I moved Jalen Brown to the first team. I thought that was, that should have happened. Okay. You know? All right. That's, I moved... okay, that's pretty modest, starting out modest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I moved Randall to the second team. Okay. 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 So that leads 
we got a few more spots left for the second team and the third team. My, f- my second team forward, I've already marked him. He kept the Jazz fairly competitive at the start of the season. And he made his first all-star team. He averaged like 25-8 and... Yeah, 25-8, and eight, which no one expected him to do from his Cleveland days. So uh, I think the Jazz were would have tanked regardless, right? Like, but he just he was just there. He was just doing his thing. So Laurie Markinen, I think, could have made a second team. Yep. DeMar DeRozan. 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 Even though Chicago was kind of mid this year compared to what they did last year, I think he was still relatively consistent, still relatively good. And he was one of the better players. Like, Zach Levine wasn't the greatest all year round. Vucevic has fallen off a cliff. And That's true. I don't okay. know. I, don't, okay. I mean, compared to his Orlando days, I don't know. I mean, what do you expect on a team with Zach Levine, the biggest ball hog in the league? <laughs> oh, continue, Zach Levine hater? <laughs> I'm not a hater. I love Zach Levine, but come okay, on. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, he's not giving Vucevich no touches. Hey, hey, but that's, that's what I mean. You're playing with the biggest ball hog in the league, but you still, you're still putting up 24 points a game. I think, I think, and you're playing the forward spot, which is not a spot that you played when you first entered the league. So the Rosen gets my nod for third team. So what's the case for DeRozan over Jaron Jackson? Jaron Jackson? Games. Games. Fair 63 enough. games for the DPOI. So uh, I couldn't... I couldn't... <laughs> Believe okay. me, I did my research on this, and I was like, fuck. Couldn't, couldn't add him in. Couldn't add him in. My last one, Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I'm just a, one, yeah. Yeah, I think he was the most reliable player for this year's Raptors. And even though they finished 10th, he still, he still gave it his all. 24 points a game, 7, 8, 7.8 rebounds, and 5 assists. So he gets it. Yeah, that's actually pretty decent. Yeah. Yep. It's not like the Raptors had anybody else to rely on, though, to be honest. But sure. I mean, Scotty is like most clutch player of all time. So, I mean, he, oh, he's on the way. He's on the way. Why are you laughing? He actually is. He was actually discussing in the clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got you. We got you. Should have won the clutch player of the year. But, you know, it is what it yeah, is. <laughs> is, what it is. They hate the Raptors, you know? No, I'm playing. But, yeah, at least it wasn't like my Garland, my Garland take, like, right off the bat. That was. <laughs> blew me off my chair, dude. Yeah. That was I thought. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to move the second and third team players up. I thought you were just going to go right for, like, a first team. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm, not, I'm not crazy, bro. I'm not crazy. That's why I was kind of tripping out. I was hey, like, we're about to take out Giannis for, like, Laurie Markkinen. Is that LeBron sitting on the third team with Larry Markkinen? <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, I think I think you kind of nailed all the snubs for me. I had Larry Markin as the biggest snub, but if I was being honest, like none of these guys down here were making it over Randall. Oh, LeBron. none of these guys no. are as good as Giannis, Butler, or LeBron. Like, not even close. But sixty-five games is sixty-five games, man. Yep. Like... Yeah, yeah. You're, you're an op, dude. You're an op. It's okay. <laughs> I am. I am. Sixty-four games is not cutting it, <laughs> bro. By that logic, Macal Bridges should make it every single year. Yeah, you should be like first team unanimous, dude. <laughs> uh, anyone else for you? Nah, I mean, how about you? How about, how about our guest? Does he have anyone else? Um, I don't. Re- I don't have any snubs. I can't see myself putting any forwards over the any of the guys on this list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
if I were to have to give a shout out, it would be Laurie Markinen for sure. He had an unbelievable year. Uh, he kept the Jazz. I'm pretty sure they were in first place for a few weeks at the start of the season. Uh, and he was a big reason for that. He stepped up huge. Um, he won, what, most improved, right? Yep. Yeah, so it's 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 tough to put any of the other guards over Laurie Markkinen, especially when he had such a phenomenal year. Mm-hmm. But I still wouldn't put him over anybody on this list personally. Yeah. Like, I tried to make the argument for, for like, Lowry and, and Anthony Edwards over Randall because, like, you see Randall's name and you're like, wait, really? Like, Randall made an All-NBA team? And you look at his stats and it was like, he, he was, like, really, really good. I mean, like, 25 points, 10 rebounds. Or it's just, like, that's, yeah, that's like, crazy for a big man, right? Yeah. Very, imp- very, very impressive. And also, the Knicks had a really good defense. And you would think of Randall as not the greatest defensive player, but, I mean, if, if they had such a good defense, like, he must have been a part of it as being the power forward, which is, like, one of the most, like, one of the positions that, like, you need to have a premium on defense for. So, yeah, I mean, Randall probably deserved that spot. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's I why Randall would have moved to second team for me. But you already got a Jimmy Butler there. I'm not going to argue against that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as far, mean, as, as far as regular season goes, it's it's Julius Randle has a very strong case. Um, playoffs is another conversation, but mm-hmm. he was he was solid all year, and exactly. he's a he's a big reason why the North the New York Knicks even made the playoffs in the first place. So definitely, I think he deserves a spot. All right, that sounds that sounds good. And I thought I'd just do a little experiment or a little game with you guys. Oh, okay. Okay. We're going to hold a draft. So, oh. Aaron, you're the guest, so you get the first pick, but it's going to be like a snake um, draft. Yes. So, <laughs> what is this What is this draft? Like, so, any categories, any, or just general? So, you're general? going to choose five players of the 15 we got on the all-NBA teams this year. Okay. And we're going to see who makes, who's the bet, like, who drafts the better team. Okay, let me get my notes out. Okay. All right. All right. So, with the first pick, go right ahead. Who do you? Who are you taking? With the first pick, I have to. I have to go with. I gotta go with Giannis. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Which, what is this draft for? What is, it, is this for like? What, what is it for? It's just for you know, like to see, to see of the three teams that we draft, who's the best? Who who makes? Because like, I would pick Butler if it's for one game. Because like that. That's like Michael Jordan, but seven game series. Seven game series. Oh, for a seven dude. game series. All dude. right. Giannis is an L pick, bro. I, I might have to take. Uh, I'll t- I'll take um. I'll take Jokic. Give me give me that MVP. Okay, okay. With my first pick, I'm gonna take Tatum. Okay. Okay. All right. So and it's a snake draft, so I guess yep. I'll just drop next after. Yep. And. With that, I'm going to take Embiid. Okay. Okay. Man, tough right. choice. Tough choice here. Hmm. I'm looking at these two guys like, who should I take? Hmm. Give me Doncic. Doncic? Hmm. And I'm going to take... I'm going to take Steph. Hmm, that's a good pick. And then... And back to you, yep. Back to me, right? Let's yep. see. So I got Giannis and Steph, that all-star game connection. <laughs> um, then I'm going to go with... 
I'll go with Jimmy. Jimmy Butler. Seven game right. series, that's a good pick. All right, give me LeBron. We're taking LeBron right away. All right. Seven game uh, series, bro. Come on now. That's true. That's true. I'm going to take Damian Lillard. All right. All right. And then can't leave my boy off, Jalen Brown. Oh, well, let's see what I got left. Okay. Okay. Looking pretty decent. Give me SGA. Okay. Oh, okay. So it leaves me with De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis. So I guess I get Donovan Mitchell. I'm playing small ball. Wait, who do I get? Oh, shit. Never mind. Wait. <laughs> Hold up. Oh, you're not drafting yet, Ryan. Wait, he picked who? You, okay, who so, wait. <laughs> who did he, who did he so pick? Who my, my team. My team is Giannis, Steph, okay. Jimmy, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, and De'Aaron Fox. So we have three guys. It's Randall, Mitchell. It's Randall and Mitchell, right? Is it? Oh, okay, I have that's a Randall Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a seven-game series, I mean, give me Mitchell, dude. I'm, I'm not dealing with that, bro. I guess I'll, I'm still playing small ball. <laughs> okay. All right, so who, who, what are the teams we got? So we, we know Aaron's. Awesome. Okay, my, my team there? is Jokic, Doncic, LeBron, SGA, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, okay, yeah. So I'm, I got... Uh, I'm... Mm, Lillard, Brown, Tatum, Randall, Embiid. Yeah, these are, these are all good teams. I mean, we're not going to decide who's the best team here. We'll, we'll, let, the listeners, we'll let the yeah, listeners let's, decide, let's let decide, bro. <laughs> but yeah. Um, that was fun. That was fun. I think my team destroys both your teams, though. Easy money. Seven game series? No, I don't think oh, so. Nah, that's, nah. that's cash money. I don't think nah. so. Wait, I, think if you have, I think if you have Steph, Giannis, and Jimmy on the same team, playoffs are a lock. You think so? You think so? Yeah. LeBron, Jokic, Doncic. Come on, dude. Guys, I'm just saying, I have the youngest team here with uh. Dude, Tatum. I'm attacking Randall, bro. Tatum's Randall only is... Tatum's only 19. I got the youngest team here, so. Oh, you right? You right? <laughs> yeah, but we ju- we just saw. Well, actually, we're currently seeing what Jimmy Butler is doing <laughs> to Tatum. So. Yeah. But okay, fire. <laughs> All right. So with that. With that, let's transition into what's currently happening. We didn't even get to the centers, Ryan. <laughs> what do you mean? Get, we didn't get to the NBA centers. Oh, shit. <laughs> right, I, I, thought there was no, I thought there was no subs for the centers. I uh, the, we Anthony for... Davis. Over Sabonis. For you, I guess not, but for me, I think like if <laughs> Steph is making it with how much he played, 80 over Sabonis is definitely a conversation. I mean, 80 legit anchored that defense to a pulp, and he had one of the greatest seasons he's ever had. Seriously, so... I think AD Duffy should be like someone you should look at for, for a snub. I mean, of course, Demontis. I mean, nineteen and twelve, pretty good, pretty good. But Davis, I mean, he had way more volume. Seventeen shots in twelve. Twenty six and twelve. That's crazy. Yeah, and shooting fifty six percent, especially with the shots that he takes. I know he takes a lot of dunks and layups, but he takes a decent amount of jump shots, and it's kind of hard to compare with like the roles that they have on their team. But I mean, listen, if if we're just comparing like the impact they had to the team, I think AD like. Definitely impacted way more than Sabonis did. So I like in my opinion, like I would actually replace Sabonis with AD on this list. But 
56 games. Like. Curry, I mean, Curry's there. Like, that's that's the one thing that, like, Curry, like, he's in the same boat as Davis, I would say. Like, these mm, are like, these yeah. old, like, veteran players that just are very consistent with how they play. Like, it's hard to have Curry there and not have Davis there. But mm. that's just my opinion. That's fair. Any snubs for Aaron? Any centers? Um, for me, not not really. I think I think aside from Embiid and Jokic, the center position I'm just not a big fan of, to be honest. Um, I think I think the power forward is a is a little bit of a stronger role, mm-hmm. a little bit more impactful. Um, the center, you can have successful teams with a center that doesn't do very much um and i think a lot of the centers can get away with just being defensive minded and and rebounding focused um so the centers that are on this list are all centers that kind of exceeded that that expectation but i i do see why um you'd say ad because he definitely is a main main focus of la for sure um but just the yeah, the games played is a little hard to get over. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So are we moving on to playoffs now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's go. We've got we're currently witnessing Lakers get destroyed <laughs> by the Nuggets. Yes, sir. And we're seeing well tonight's gonna be game three, I believe, for Boston Miami. Boston is currently down 0-2 against the Heat. What? Which one should we talk about first? Let's start with the West. Start with the West because I think that's the one that's going to make people more angry. <laughs> There's a lot so, of local LA fans out there. A lot of <laughs> local LA fans. But let's see. Who do you have winning this series, Aaron? Me? I've, I've said this since the start of the season and ryan i'm pretty sure you can you can attest to that my Mm -hmm. pick for the finals has always been denver nuggets coming Mm -hmm. out of the west um (laughs) you can hear austin clapping in the background (laughs) that's my boy i'm a big i'm a big fan of the nuggets i think they have a strong foundation over there i think they know what they're doing in terms of strategy and planning for their opponents um and they've showed what their coaching staff is capable of against against LA right now, going up. Uh, what three zero right? Three zero right now, yes. Yeah, it's three zero right now. Um, they have some major key role players that know how to play their position and do their role. Then they have a playoff almost demigod in. In Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, he's unbelievable. <laughs> and then you have, obviously, the generational talent in Jokic. Um, it's hard to stop them when they get going. Jamal is unguardable; he doesn't miss. And then Jokic, if he does miss, is there to clean it up. So it's tough to beat them right now. Have you been seeing the memes of Michael Porter Jr. though? Yes. <laughs> Michael, yes. don't even bother calling for Ball Porter Jr. Like, I love yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the rock, dude. Yeah. 
Michael, hand down, man down, doesn't apply to me, Porter Jr. Like, it's my I boy, love I, I love, so I love MPJ, man. I mean, this whole series, like, I had Denver in five as my prediction before the series started. And listen, these games have not been just straight blowouts, I feel like. Like, there are times where Denver, especially in game two and three, have looked pretty bad. Like, they have stretches where they just kind of don't score and LA gets a run and, and Denver just kind of sits back and relaxes. But I can't really just say Denver's like dominating. It, it really feels like the Lakers just kind of just like lose their brain in the last few minutes. Like LeBron, especially like he's been getting called out a lot with some of the threes and shots that he's been taking. Like there's no need for some of these shots. Like there are ways that they can win the game. Uh-uh, sit fucking D but yeah, I mean, it really is just Lakers. I think beating themselves up. Like this, this could this could easily be like either two one or even one two to the Lakers. But Denver has just stayed solid and, and they know what they are. You know, like like Aaron said. I mean, this team is is good from top to bottom. Like as I said before, like this like the roster that they have and the guys they put on the playoffs. There are no bad players that they put out. Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, even Christian Brown. Like these are guys they're putting out on the bench and like. They're coming in the game and they're making such a big difference on the floor. Like, it's hard with the Lakers putting out like Lonnie Walker and like you don't know what you're gonna get for some of these guys. So yeah, I think Denver being up three zero is not the biggest surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to say shout out, yeah, shout out Coach Malone. This guy does not get the credit he deserves. He that's not. That's all I want to say. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also the reason that the Lakers are trailing. I think is partially due to effort. There's countless plays where you can see them jogging back after a turnover. They have no sense of urgency. And when when Denver goes on a run, they kind of lose they kind of lose focus. And maybe it's maybe the crowd gives off energy that they're not used to. Um but it's it's clear that they have some self doubt, especially in the fourth quarter, uh and under pressure. Because they they're pretty competitive, and then they just kind of lose it towards the end. So, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. one guy that that has stayed consistent throughout the series is Austin Reeves on their team. Like, you don't know what you're going to get from AD or LeBron, and, and it's crazy to say this, but you don't know what you're going to get from those two guys in like the last few minutes. Like with Reeves, you know, like he wants to get to a spot, he makes the right passes. I mean, there was a play where D'Lo shoots an open three, bricks it. The board goes to, I mean, Reeves, yeah, Reeves passes to D'Lo. Wide open, D'Lo bricks it. The ball goes back out to Reeves, and he passes it back to D'Lo for another brick. I mean, like, there's only so much Austin Reeves can do for this team right now. Like, LeBron needs to stop shooting these threes. He needs to drive mm-hmm. in or at least shoot a mid-range. AD needs to understand, like, listen, Jokic had three fouls in that game. He had, like, four points at half. Like, why are you not taking advantage of these things? Like, it's pretty obvious, I feel like. I mean, we're, we're viewers, but, like, if Jokic has three fouls and you're AD, like, you should be demanding the ball and driving at Jokic's throat. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think also coaching is one of the biggest things that has killed the Lakers. Um, there are a lot of runs during the series where Darvin Ham just does not call a timeout. Like we've it's seen, like, yeah, I mean, uh, on the Boston Miami series, we've seen it where Spo is really good with this. I mean, he does not let Boston go on a run. The second they start picking up steam, immediate timeout, change up the roster. But Darvin Ham just doesn't have the same urgency, I feel like. And I think it's true. The Lakers just kind of lack effort or even they just get tired. And just kind of give up at the end. Mm-hmm. That's definitely well. One thing for me, if the Lakers want to stay competitive and get back in this series ASAP, let Re Re Hachimura do his thing, man. 
He's oh, been yeah. probably one of the most aggressive and dominant players, at least on LA side. So um, let him cook. Let him let do his him thing. Cook. And I don't know, maybe they'll snag a game or two. But honestly, I think Denver's got this in the bag. Yeah. I gotta say, Rui Hachimura is literally Sean Livingston 2.0. He does not miss a two-pointer. It is insane. He's I've never him. seen him miss a mid-range. <laughs> he never misses, dude. He's so good. That's 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 the representation for you. Yep. Asian representation. Asian representation. <laughs> and then let's move on to the East. We got um we got the game tonight. Miami leads 2-0. What do we got? Austin? I think this this is really where the series starts. You know, when teams go down 2-0, like, this is when you really wake up and say, listen, if we lose this game, we're going down 3-0. So I'm expecting Boston to come out with all cylinders firing. I need We need Horford to have better games. We need Derek White to <clears throat> to play more minutes, I feel like. I feel like he's been someone that just doesn't get enough minutes in the playoffs. Even Brogdon, like, they're playing low 20s. It's weird. Like, you kind of have to let some of these bench players, like, perform when they've, they've been the ones that have been kind of carrying some of the load when... The star players aren't playing the greatest. Um, Miami just got... They just have to keep doing what they're doing. I mean, I don't know if Caleb Martin's going to continue being the best player in the <laughs> world, but I think this is really where the, uh, the series starts. Like, it's hard to really speak on what's been going on so far just because, like, going down 2-0 was a really big problem. But, I don't know. I think the series really starts now. So, you still got Boston coming out, or...? I, I'm... I, I won't say this now. I think the series is going to be tied 2 2, though. Tied 2 2? I would. We'll see. We'll see. It's very soon. <laughs> Missoula's been getting exposed, though. I'll say that. He yeah. has been getting exposed. What about you, Aaron? I, this has been my favorite series to watch in all of the playoffs. I know it's only been two games, but I think the intensity is there, the rivalry is somewhat there. Um, just the level of competition is just at an all-time high for me as a viewer. Um, I think I think Miami's going to take this series, mm. but I do think I do think it's going to be five. I don't think they're going to get swept. I think it's going to be Miami in five. Um, and to me, Miami and a lot of a lot of these other teams that have made the playoffs um, continue to show why the regular season doesn't matter all that much. Because a lot of these teams that have performed very well in the regular season just haven't in the playoffs. Um, so I'm talking about Cleveland. Um, I'm talking about Sacramento. Uh, also the Grizzlies. Um, yeah, those teams that perform well in the, play- in the regular season that don't in the playoffs... And then combined with Miami, who was an eight seed, and now just went up 2-0 against the two seed um, when they're playing on the road is almost unheard of. And I think if they can close if they can close the series out, then I think they're going to be well respected uh, for the next few years for sure. The culture is one of the most underrated cultures, in my opinion. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Uh, did you guys know that this year's conference final matchups are the same as the bubbles? Yeah. 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 So Completely it's, uh, it's very amazing to see. <laughs> It'd they be said really the bubble fun. was a fluke. 
It doesn't look like a fluke to me right now. Nope. <laughs> I know yeah. everyone wanted to see the LA versus Miami rematch and everything. But I think it'd be really crazy to see Denver and Boston go at it. But at this rate, it's looking more like Denver and Miami. You know? Yeah. The, the really, Mountains versus South Beach. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird that you look at Miami's roster and, and they already don't have Tower Hero playing. Victor Oladipo's not playing either. Oh, yeah, Oladipo as well. And and you're putting out Kevin Love, Gabe Vincent, Max Roos, and, and this team's winning games. It's really weird to see. Like, I don't know how they're doing it. I mean, Butler is obviously carrying them. But I think this is where you kind of look at and say coaches really do determine series. Like, Coach Spo, he's probably the best coach in the league at the moment, and we're really seeing why. He yeah. does not have a coach of the year. Unreal, unreal. It's crazy. He's a playoff Crazy. coach. He's a playoff he's a, coach. Definitely. He's a playoff coach. He is. Like, obviously, the Heat got the first seed last year. But uh, they just they lost by one game to the, for a trip to the finals. But Coach Spo, like, throughout his time with the Heat, it's just been crazy. He's probably been the best coach this entire, yeah. like, last 10, 15 years. By or not far. 15, like, last 10 years, probably. By far. Most consistent, for sure. I mean, he's been Most around for so long. The amount of roster shakeups that they've had, and 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 that's also going to Pat Riley to like still continue to believe in in Coach Bo. Like, it's important to kind of put your put your back behind someone that you know can perform. Like, it could have been so easy to fire him in like 2016, 17 when like it's D Wade's last few seasons, like Chris Bosh is slowing down. Like, you don't know where you're like what's your direction. But I mean, I'm really impressed with Pat Riley to keep him around, and we're seeing why you keep him around. I mean, they're about to beat the Celtics. It's crazy. Yeah. We also got to give a huge shout out to the to the role players on Miami. They've stepped up huge. Oh, Honestly, I don't I don't know if anybody really expected this out of them. Um, Martin, Vincent, even Duncan. I'm pretty sure he was out from injuries, but these he came guys out. are all undrafted players. Did you know that? Yeah, all and, undrafted. And yeah, even even Duncan came off the bench and put up almost 20 points. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely spacing the floor for uh, Jimmy Butler to do his thing. Also, Lowry continues to give his heart every single game, mm-hmm. which is pretty typical, usual stuff for him. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very impressed with with this Miami team. Yeah, Struess and especially Struess, like Struess is definitely gonna get paid this year. I, I don't really, I'm not surprised if he gets upwards of twenty million. I mean, he he's he's shown that he can be like one of, like a starting shooting guard on a playoff team. He plays hard on defense, and he's one of the best shooters in the league. Like he's gonna get yeah. paid this year, so Miami really should take advantage of this. Honestly, yeah, Miami, yeah. Uh, Miami's definitely got this. Obviously, Jalen Brown's still my guy. I really want him to see him see him win a ring, but I think Miami's probably gonna win this right now in probably five or six. Yeah, and also real quick, the last thing I gotta say, I am so thankful for Bam Adebayo being aggressive. Yes. I remember the last time we talked about like all the centers in the conference finals or in the semifinals I mean, were just like yeah. so lackluster. Like Embiid, so Bam, passive, bro. AD, like, it's like what are they doing? They're just like walking up and down the floor, not rebounding it, and like they're not even scoring. But like now you see Bam is absolutely putting his his hands on the game. The first game, he has twenty and eight. Second game, he has seventeen rebounds. I mean, this is what I want from Bam. Like he is one of the most talented players in the league. He just doesn't show it, and I'm I'm glad that he's actually putting out a performance now. Yeah. Yep. Although it is, it is a little strange. His uh, free throw percentage kind of took a little bit of a hit, but I think 
it's it's still good for him to try and be aggressive, um, especially if uh, Boston's putting a lot of their effort in defending the perimeter, which they should. Miami's shooting mm-hmm. the lights out. So having Bam down there to kind of get in there, disrupt some things on the on the interior definitely helps. Yeah. And um, I think if Boston wants to get back into the series, uh, maybe don't poke Jimmy Butler. Like, don't poke <laughs> the bear. <laughs> we saw what happened with uh, Grant Williams the other night, and uh, Miami hit, like went on like a 24-9 and scoring run or something like that. Jimmy <laughs> Butler sent his ass straight to the bench. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, four straight possessions after that. I'm just saying, like, Boston needs to play more small ball, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, you have Bam in the paint, but like, get your th- get your shooters up. Maybe you'll stand a chance. But I think Miami has this one most likely locked in if they don't win tonight. Fair enough. That's that's my take on the Boston Miami series. Is that is that everyone's Denver and Miami or? Uh, I mean, okay. If if I have to make a prediction. I'll say Boston. I'll say Boston okay. at seven. Okay. I still believe in okay. Boston. I think I think we still haven't seen the best of, of them. Like as I said, the series doesn't really start like until like if if you're down two zero, like the series really starts at the third game. Mm. And maybe they make some. I think Missoula just has to like work with the timeouts. And Horford and Williams is tough. Like they're playing them together a lot. And I think one of those two guys has to like maybe get the axe a bit with the minutes. And I would just like to see. Derek White gets some more minutes. He's been he's been really really good this playoffs, like and especially in this series, like he's been really good. I think it, I would like to see a bit more of him. Honestly, we'll see you tonight, man. We'll see you tonight. So, Aaron, does that mean yeah. you got Denver winning it all? Denver Nuggets twenty twenty three NBA champions. Uh, I don't. If it's Denver and Miami, I don't have any predictions at the moment. I would have Ooh. to watch Game One. Wow. I think I think there's too many unknown variables between those two teams. If you guys play it safe. Um, yeah. <laughs> let, let me let me clear it up here. If it's if it's Denver, Miami, Denver and four. Easy call. Denver <laughs> is too nasty. Come on. Oh now. my goodness. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I would I think I think the series is gonna go to six no matter what. No matter who makes the finals, I think it's gonna go to six. Because yep. I think all I think all the teams are relatively close in uh in i guess skill and also aside from aside from eric spolstra having so many years under his belt i think there's not much finals experience between the coaches of the rest of the rest of the teams and uh i think i think it could be a toss-up but miami I think with the veteran knowledge of Kyle Lowry also having Jimmy Butler, who is a who's been a playoff performer his entire career, along with Coach Eric Spolstra having been to multiple finals, um, I think they have the theoretical knowledge to win at least a few games. So I wouldn't say they're getting swept if they make it to the finals. No, of course, and, and I think for both teams, like I, I, I think we're already like previewing the finals, even though it's not over yet, but. Both Michael Malone and Eric Spolstra have like they have not played against the strongest coaches throughout this playoffs. I yep. mean, the first series for for Miami against Mike Budenholzer, like not the greatest coach. Then you're playing against Tom Thibodeau, like notorious, like just sticks to his guns. 
Like, it'd be interesting to see in Michael Malone on the other side with Monty Williams. Chris Finch is okay, and Darvin Ham is not bad, but, I mean, if they play each other in the finals, like, that would be the... Like, obviously, me saying Denver and four is obviously a joke. Like, it's going to be, like, the ultimate chess battle of coaches. I mean, those yeah. are probably the two it best could, coaches in the league right now. They could probably head to game, seven games, honestly. Yeah, like, both these coaches are really good with with, with the rotations and, and making adjustments during the fly, and... Yeah, if that's if that's the finals, I am the happiest fan in the world. Yeah. Yeah, but no matter what, I think MPJ is going to win Finals MVP. Like that's. Just... Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> never swing the wrong for. <laughs> but yeah, I think this has been a very interesting playoffs, and I can't wait to see how it all unfolds in two weeks. I agree. <laughs> yeah. And with that, is there anything else we want to talk about? Any final? Final thoughts, closing thoughts? No. No, I, mean, I think good. I'm all good. All hey, right. Ryan you, can, Ryan, you can end it. You can end it, Ryan. All right. Well, thank you, Aaron, for coming on. I know this is pretty last minute for to ask you to hop on, but I really appreciate it. It's all good. No worries. I had a great time. This was all fun. Right. <laughs> well, we hope to have you back some other time in the future. But yeah, then, yeah, of course. Thank you. And once again, thank you to Austin for being such an amazing co-host. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> and this has been Court of Kings. Thanks for listening.